Yes, at some point you ended up going up to Hunter Thompson's house. Yeah, showed up. Wrong time, wrong place. You don't walk up to Hunter's unannounced and go yeah, to his right. kitchen window and yeah. pulled a gun out, stuck it out the window, and almost yeah. brains out. Yeah. But. Grab a beer, let's have some laughs, because it's time for Crafts and Crafts. My guest today, my guest today is, uh, I got nothing written about you. <laughs> Dan Dunn. Dan Dunn's a buddy of mine. When did we meet? Do you remember? Was it at that one? Was it from the the cheese impresario? The West one cheese Hollywood bathhouse. Well, that's no. That's where we met. We, we, oh, that's where we yeah. Kindled. Um, how how did we meet? I mean, I used to hear about you. And like and likewise. And people would say, "How did he get that job?" Oh, and you didn't. actually you no well, then, you actually yeah, it probably made you mad. You were pretty early on. Uh, it was our mutual friend Jack Maxwell I would hear more about. They go, how did he get that job? You should have had that job. But Zane was doing this early. I was a fan of Three Sheets. Mm -hmm. Used to watch it. Maybe I sought you out, probably, at some point. And maybe I was a, you were a guest or I was a guest or We've something. We've known each other a long time. Yeah, a long time. Long yeah. time. So it's, it's, it's got to be at least a decade. Way more than Way more that. than a decade. I think it was early, mid-2000s yeah. we met. Yeah. And I think, so you have some interesting stories that you and I have shared and I'm gonna just, I wanna bring them back up because there's some, there's some great ones. Number one, what is off, like what are we, what's off the table? What we can't talk about? Yeah. <laughs> by the way, can, was, can, can we talk by about? The way, it's really funny when you're saying, my, my brain goes so dark when you're like, you have some really interesting stories and I was gonna, my mom's suicide attempt? No, my brother dying? Uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about any of that yeah. stuff if you want to. I, it's kind of morbid. I mean, yeah. well, no. I mean, I, I meant, yeah, I meant more, some more, some more fun stuff. I mean, I know about those things. Are too. they bringing the beer? Yeah, out well, soon. they should. Yeah. And they, can they make them doubles. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Kurt Russell? We can talk about Kurt Russell. Really? I just saw him. I, I know. Him. I just had dinner with him a couple of weeks. I ago. know. Yeah. And I didn't. So you. So here's the thing. Dan and I. Dan and I talk a lot. We are, we're compatriots in this industry. So Dan was a, a writer for Playboy, Playboy. He was the booze writer for how long? Playboy, four or five years. Okay. Yeah. And, and you really established yourself. Now, you, you, you have always been a writer, but you established yourself in the booze world. And so that's something you, you've, you've continued to stay on. So you have a podcast called uh, What We're Drinking. What We're Drinking. With oh, Joe, I forgot to talk about your, your podcast. Your, the weekly, what's your, your weekly podcast? No, I forgot to talk about it, so I'll talk about it here. Story of the week with uh, Joel Stein, where he, yeah, I've listened, I've listened to him. I think it's great. I actually, when I listen to it, I'm like, I, it, it reminds me of, in, in the best way possible, like, like uh, NPR slash podcast. It kind of feels, it's well put together, and it feels like it's something. When I'm driving cross country, I want to just keep binging that. Because I'm learning things. Yeah, I'm imagining only half hour. By the way, I'm imagining an episode of my podcast right now. Like I'm, I got Sammy Hagar, and I'm like, oh, sh I just had Pitbull on last yeah, week. They, hold yeah. on, let me call yeah. him up. Pitbull, we forgot to talk yeah. about your new record. Yeah, exactly. Sammy, hold on. Uh, so yes, I'll, I'll do it as an intro. Can you make a note? I'll do it as an intro. Uh, I'll do it like as a little addendum. Shane, can you can you send me an email? Okay, got it. Cool. Uh, but keep all this in. Okay, so uh, this is left over from the last podcast we did with Joel, who's obviously here. Yes. It's not it's not that Joel's always hanging out during every podcast. Because these come out every week. I, I don't want people to think that you're always here wearing the same sweater. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Did you see that episode? So anyway, uh, he, has a, he has a podcast too. Everyone, we all have podcasts. Well, I guess it's fitting because you met Joel through me. He mentioned that because I said, yeah. how do we meet? And it was we from you. We did an episode of my, I had an old Sirius XM show and we did an episode at Baby Blue's Barbecue. In, in West Hollywood, Rick's Rick is probably on camera right it was, now. I, 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 I still remember. It was you, Joel, mm -hmm. Oliver, oh, wait. Oliver Cooper, Don't, wait, uh, and then um, Nick Swartzen. Nick Swartzen. Yeah. But it was, it was all of us guys. That's right. That's that would be it. Yeah. And yeah. that was, and that's how. And I was Joel. trying to become friends with Nick, but I became yes. friends with Joel. Yeah. I mean, Nick's, you know, Joel. And Rick. And Rick. Rick. Is Rick still on camera? Is Rick still on the wide shot? <laughs> there, there. Get back in there. <laughs> Owner of the best barbecue place in in uh, in Los Angeles. In fact, it's such a hot restaurant that it caught fire and burned. So down. hot! Is it, is it, is it the too, hottest. Is it too soon <laughs> that it burned down not too long ago, and he's rebuilding it? Okay, so um, yeah, so we, you and I have a lot in common, and, and we've kind of just leaned on each other from time to time, talking about uh, certain things. Um, and so one of the things I I think is fascinating 
is, and I'll start to tell it wrong, and you can correct me, but you, okay, you lived in Aspen. I did. And at one point, you were, you, you were a writer for the Aspen something? Daily News. The Daily News. Yeah. And one of your readers was, one of your significant readers was who? Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson, yes. yes, yes. And then he somehow convinced you to run for mayor of no. Aspen. I, I convinced myself to run for mayor, and that's how I met Hunter. I'd already... Is he pouring our beer? I was already running for mayor. Okay, oh, I see. And Why did you run for mayor of Aspen? Me, how old were you? 24? That's irresponsible. Yeah. You didn't have a chance. I chan was looking for a column idea. Ah. Yeah, and then I actually did run for mayor. I actually got on the ballot and ran. Okay. And then... Um, with with uh, aspirations to actually, at some point, win it? Well, I didn't, but I ended up getting well, I know, but, 20 percent of the vote. Right. So, yeah. so, so, look. It started. I'm gonna say, like, as a not, not a joke, but it was a joke. It, it was, was it, yeah. yeah. And and then and then you ended up actually like getting uh, interest, probably participating in. Well, no. What 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 actually happened was I saw the notification in the paper, and it said applications to get to run for mayor mm -hmm. due by tomorrow at noon. Ah. And I thought, well, that'd be what a funny column that would be if I could have like a fake platform yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I, I went over to City Hall and I in Aspen and I said, hey, what does it uh, entail? Yeah. Get on the ballot. And she said, you got to get a hundred registered voters, signatures. Yeah. Which are easy to forge. Like, That's it. Okay. No. Yeah. So I just. Yeah, I know. I said, well, and I wasn't planning to actually get on the ballot, and I thought, if I actually get on the ballot. Yeah. Not understanding right. what was going to come next. And I got the sheet of paper and I walked around town and I got like 250 signatures just right. to make sure. Yeah. Turned it in. And then the next day I got a notification. I'm, I'm running for mayor. How many people were running? Three. Me and the, the mayor. The incumbent. John Bennett. Okay. And then a guy named Augie Reno. Who would, who would go on to blame me for costing him. Because it was going to be like a hotly contested election. Yeah, got it. And, you were uh, the independent that messed it up for. But he, yeah. he was crazy. I yeah. didn't, like John and I were very politically aligned. But I, it started as a joke, and then I, they had a debate, and I went to the first debate. I kind of got, felt foolish, you know. You felt foolish I had all, I, after. Well, I had all these, I had all these, crazy things that I thought were just funny. For but me, did they, did they? If if I was one of those other two guys, yeah, uh, career politicians. Yeah, somewhat. Then, yeah. then what I would do is, yeah, well, yeah, but I would try to trip you up with, you know, political. Uh, I don't think they were taking me that seriously okay. at all, and and rightfully so. What's this? Oh, thank you. Look at this. What is this? There was a sampler. Oh, this is this a, a, a moose bouche to the sample that's coming? Josh, is there still a? Sa oh, he's got the boards. Okay, he's got it. We're we we're expecting Cheers. a sampler. He just knows that we like to drink. Cheers. What is this? Mexican lager. Oh, I just had. When are you making that lychee one? The lychee. Yeah. Oh, that's. Um, you might just make it easier before. When are you making? When are you making the yuzu one? It's on now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, the next. Can that be on that on the paddle? I can put it on the paddle. That'd be amazing. So, yeah, and then I started to take it seriously, and I did some research. And 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 at the end of the day, I although this was very funny, the night before the election. Yeah. <laughs> I was, there was a, 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 anybody that's ever been to Aspen, there's a, a grocery store called City Market. It's okay. the only grocery store in town. And I did mushrooms. Oh. The night before the election. Oh. And I was out just why all did day. You do, why did you do that? Because I like mushrooms. And so I was tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, why, did, why, why did you do it on what seemed like such an important well, I didn't care. And then I. Because you knew you weren't going to win? No, I it, I didn't feel any. I didn't. There was no pressure. It okay. was all fun for me. Okay. And so I mean, I was 24 years old. What would you have gotten paid if you? So won? I know I'm. I don't even know. I don't. Even, okay. I I would have resigned. Yeah. Probably immediately. But uh, I I was in the grocery store, and it was probably two in the morning. Places open 24 hours mm -hmm. a day, and they had this uh, this aisle that had candies and like we would open up the jars. You know where you scoop them yeah. out. You put them in bags. And there was chocolate-covered peanuts. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was like a, I was like an elephant, like grazing. Uh -huh. I opened it up, and I'm just putting my hand in there, and I'm eating the chocolate-covered wow. peanuts directly from the thing. Okay. And a cop turns the corner, and it's Aspen. It's a tiny town. Everybody yeah. knows uh -huh. Rob Fabricini. That was his name, mm -hmm. and I knew Rob. 
and he turns the corner, and I'm technically stealing yeah. from the. I'm yeah. eating, and being gross. And I turn. Oh, totally gross. And I turn. And I'm like, hmm. I got a mouthful of chocolate for pizza. Yeah. Oh, he goes, Mr. Mayor, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mouth I'm like, yeah. And he goes, what's that? You're buying and you're buying all of those chocolate covered peanuts? And he he took the bag. I love this, only yeah. an aspirin. Uh -huh. And he just filled this entire bag, like it was like all of it. And then Tito goes, You're paying for that, right? I go, Oh yeah. Yeah. Go to <laughs> put it down. That's amazing. <laughs> and bought it. If it was LA, I'd probably be get it going to jail, but No, um, in LA they just wouldn't care. But uh, but when I went to Aspen, I shot the last ever episode of Drinking Made Easy there. And had so much fun. Went to Jimmy's. Jimmy's. You know Jimmy's. Which is gone now. Yep. And and so we uh, um, we parked our, our our vans outside, and uh, we come out to our vans after the shoot, and we both had we had tickets. We had stayed longer than the meter, and it wasn't a ticket. It was a note that said, "Oh, I wish I could do it, say it verbatim." It was like, "Oh, it, you seem to have." Uh, forgotten that you're to pay your meter uh, <laughs> next time please remember and enjoy aspirin like what the f only yeah, an aspirin like that was it. it oh they're like they're like apologizing for you know so well, it's funny you mentioned kurt russell earlier so mm -hmm. and then you may so all of this comes full circle so jimmy yeager is a very dear friend who uh -huh. owned jimmy's which was one of the best bars and by the way he was the voice of optimus prime in the animated show uh transformers did you not know that Jimmy was? Yes. I did not know that. I mean, you know Jimmy's voice. Yeah, he's got yeah, a very deep yeah. voice, yeah. Um, I just saw Jimmy not long ago. So he, that's how I met Kurt Russell. Okay. Was Kurt. Pause. Yeah. Uh, turn on your torch, and it's going to make a noise. What noise would you think that it would make? How do I turn on the torch? Mine makes the Ghostbuster thing. Watch. Don't add it. Oh. How do you do it? Oh, this. Yeah, yeah. What, okay. what, what sound does yours make? It makes, can I make it up? Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible theme. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. Uh, you have the rights to that. <laughs> so, version. so put it in in the thing. Yeah. Perfect. Got it. So, uh, Kurt had his own wine. Uh huh. And oh, and lived there. And lived there. Yeah, got and it. And I, I think at the time I had my Sirius XM show, Dan Dunn's Happy Hour, and I was living out here at this point. Oh, okay, got it. And I, I'd, I'd seen Kurt around, and you know, but we, we didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy and Goldie and, and Kurt went into Jimmy's one night and they got to talking and, and Jimmy said, oh, you should meet Dan Dunn. And he, he knew my name too, because I'd you know, but be on his show. Mm -hmm. And- To be on what show? What were, uh, Dan Dunn's Happy Hour, which oh, yeah. you'd oh, been on, you'd been been on oh, there, yeah, yeah. you were on yeah, there too. Yeah. But, I thought and, you meant for him to be on. And so this is 10 years ago. And Jimmy said, is it okay if I give Kurt your number? And I'm like, yeah, duh, of course. And I remember- <laughs> I the other I, way around. I vividly yeah. remember this. I played golf up in Malibu, Malibu country, that's gone now. And I'm driving home and the phone rings and I see it's a 970, which is, and I'm like, oh, who's that? And I answer and he's like, hey, Dan, it's Kurt Russell. I'm like, oh, hi. Yeah. We ended up talking for like a half hour, uh -huh. like my whole ride back from Malibu. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll do the thing. And so we made a plan to do my show with wine. Kurt's a big wine guy. Mm -hmm. He's got a wine label called Gogi. Time out. Yeah. Uh, can you grab the pencils? I had one here, and I just, yeah. For our, we, we we do have a craft that we need to do. Oh, yeah, but no, no, no. This, you're, so the this short is of it is, I don't do, want the short of it. We yeah. do my show down in. Um, Thank you. We do my show down at this place in Manhattan Beach called Petros, a Greek restaurant. Uh huh. And we had all this wine, and the show was an hour long, like, and it was very. It, we couldn't go over. It was. Oh right. On oh serious. yeah. Yeah. It was serious. And with commercials, it was like 50 minutes. Or uh huh. Whatever. Uh, five zero. It wasn't. So we, we do it. Was it live? It was not live at that time. It started live, but at that time okay. we started recording. Yeah. So we, we finish and we have all this wine left. And I'm like, damn, we didn't get to it. And Kurt says, can you, can you do another one? And I said, yeah. He goes, are you sure? Yeah, it's my show. He goes, yeah. I said, do you want to do another one? Yeah, he goes, right. on one condition. I get the host the next episode. And I said, okay. Wow. So the, I said, it's a great, I'll have to, Send it to you. He says. By the way, so the Kurt, Kurt Russell. He goes, I, I don't need to tell people who he is, but like he's he's cool. You know yeah, he's mean? the coolest. Yeah. And so we had, and that was ten years ago, and we've been friends ever since. Um, we had dinner a couple weeks ago. So um, here's the craft. Mm. Um, oh, this isn't a coaster. 
it is a coaster. It's yeah. a, it's a coaster. You are a big drinker. Sound bigger. Okay. Uh, and uh, so what we're gonna do is you can sketch something on there, and then these are these get to 900 degrees. Okay. Okay. And so you can you burn an image into the coaster. Oh. So you can sketch it out first, whatever you want to do, and uh, but it's up to you as the guests to decide what it is that we're um, putting on there. Well, I would like to sketch you, and, okay. you, and you sketch John me. John Deal. I'm into it. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> so, um, when you had dinner with, this is where you and I had a conversation on the phone, and I don't know if you, if you how much you can talk about. I'm assuming not the whole thing. Like your, what you, what did you go to dinner? Oh, I don't want to talk about. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> that I don't want to talk. About. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But, uh, yeah, no, we we went to dinner. And ate food and had drinks. But that part was, uh, you know, Kurt's amazing. He's yeah. A, he's, a, he's a great dude. Mm -hmm. He's a old school Hollywood movie star. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this guy, hmm? what? get him on your show someday yeah. and we'll try. <laughs> there, you go. there we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, did you get that? Shane, he just said he'll ask Kurt if he'll do our, our show. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, you have right now, uh, this is a complete non sequitur, you have a movie in the works. Can we talk about that? We can. Okay, what can we talk about? But my pen's already out of. Shane, can you get him a god good uh, pencil? Go. It's Shane. Okay, thanks. Shane, it's not really you. Um, okay. We do, yeah. We're, it's an adaptation of my book, American Wino. Mm -hmm. which, you, which you wrote when? I wrote it in 2015. It came out in 20. Uh, 16, and we've been trying to get it made ever since. There's been various interests, and then we finally. I'm I'm trying to draw you. But it, it's ended up. It looks more like a like a slightly haggard Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so, think, so I think I'm okay. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I went the other night. I don't know when this is going to air, but I was in New York City, and I went to see uh, Bono at the Greek Theater. Okay. Sort of doing his spring oh, yeah. scene so on Broadway. You and I talked about that. And it was the went. last. It was the last night of the Bono on Broadway, and I was waiting for my friend Steph. She was in the bathroom, mm -hmm. and this guy comes up to me, total New Yorker, and he says, "Oh my, my friends, we all thought you were Colin Farrell." Yeah. And I go, "Well, I'm not." Yeah. And it's awkward because you don't know, like thanks. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And I said, "Well, I guess he's a good looking guy," and then the guy goes. No, and he was not, jo I don't think he was joking or trying to piss me off. He thought this was actual helpful advice. He said, you could use that, you know, to go into parties and stuff like that, you know, yeah. get into things. And I go, oh, great, yeah, I'll yeah. try it out. Yeah. And, he goes, and he goes, and you know what, if anybody says anything, just tell them the camera makes you look lighter. And I go, are you calling me fat Colin Farrell? And he, no, I think he's calling you, no, I think he's calling you the thing. No, no, he said, if people question oh, yeah. the if they question whether I'm yeah. actually Colin Farrell, I go, oh no, the camera makes me look lighter. Oh, the camera makes you look Why lighter. I look heavier yeah. now. Why? Like, yeah, and I'm like, thanks. And I go, hey, all right, I gotta go. Th thanks, thanks, buddy. Jerk, yeah. Can you look at me for a second? Because I did this last time. I drew, I drew Jack Maxwell, he did a horrible job. So I just need you. What are you looking at my forehead for? Doing your thinning hair. <laughs> you son of a. Um, at some point, we will actually get to the craft part of it, too. Can I get another? Yeah, what do you, yeah. Something here. In the works? There we go. It's Shane. Why we can't have these up here? Okay, there we go. Okay, look at me for a second. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So your book, America Wino, uh, which is uh, autobiographic. Yes. Um, what was the TV show that was happening for a while with with Donald Donald Sutherland? Was that a pilot? That was a pilot. That was my other. That was another book called okay. Living Loaded. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. And that's we right made here. that pilot at Fox with. I wrote it with Rob McElhenney of It's Always Sunny in uh -huh. Philadelphia, but that did not get picked up. I, um, I remember you telling the story about um, going up to Donald Sutherland and oh, yeah, introducing said, yourself. Well, yeah, there him. were a lot of rules about Donald. Uh huh. Basically, didn't want anybody to talk to him. But, you know, I, I wrote the show and I was a producer on the show and he was sitting there one day and I was like, this is my chance to say hi. And yeah. I went up and I said, hey, Mr. Sutherland. That's all right. Oh, yeah, please hey. bring it in. Yes, yes. What do we got? 
All right. So in case you guys forget, I wrote it down in a coaster. Oh, here. good. I was gonna write it down <laughs> myself. Perfect. So from top to handle. Okay. So we got our Noho Boho Czech style Pilsner. Okay. We have our Yuzu the Force. That's a Japanese style rice lager with uh, Yuzu puree infused. Mm -hmm. Really wow. nice for this time of year. That's it's this. Our, yeah. We're going this way. Yeah. Yeah. From top to handle. Yeah. And then we got our Dankersham West Coast style IPA. And then Invasive Parrots, which is our tropical IPA. That's the. Remember, I was talking about the thialized yeast. Yes. Yes, that's this. Fantastic. So, so I'm assuming the invasive parrots are the ones that are in Malibu. That's absolutely. where you came up with no, the they're name. Ones. No, they're everywhere. They're, they're here. Everywhere. They're here yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, Josh is a scientist. Not impressed. Okay. <laughs> thank you. No, I am. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you, brother. I think mine actually looks like you. Okay. Let's see. Huh. All right, I was starting to get a little concerned about mine. Oh, yours is better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, okay. You make your nose redder. Let's That's start with, no, we're, no, we're using the wood burning. You're, you're just sketching it out. Oh, Yeah, okay. so now you're going with the wood. So I'm going to put on my, my readers, and we are on, away we go. I think it's, is it, is, it, is it on? That's not on. Oh, this isn't on. Okay, we need a few minutes. Okay, so um, when you um, were running for mayor, how did you attract the attention of um, Hunter S. Thompson? So we're starting with the Noho Boho. It was after I ran for mayor. They wanted to. Who's they? The, the following year, they put an initiative on they just they. Political the the powers that be. They wanted to expand the airport in Aspen so they could land big jets. Oh yeah. By and the way, did they? They did not, okay. but it would have probably passed. But a lot of the people that lived where the, underneath where the planes Got go it. are like Don Henley that had houses. Yeah. Don Henley, Don Johnson, John Oates, Hunter. A lot of famous people live up in that area in Woody oh, Creek wow. where the planes come. Yeah. And they don't want 737s coming over their right. house very loud. Right. So they were concerned they were going to lose it in the election. Mm -hmm. And I was a very... I was the biggest columnist in town, and I was young, and all the young people only? read the only read my pretty well, the <laughs> only one that anybody was reading, yeah. uh, and they wanted me to help rally the younger vote, uh -huh. and so Hunter and I combined forces to become the. Uh, oh, is it on? Is, is, your, is your power strip on? Thing? Yeah, that that light is on. Well, mine's off. There we go. On now it's on. What is on? Is it? It says on. Yeah. No, that one's just not working. I can smell. I can smell yours on. Mine is on. Yeah. How do I know? Now I can smell mine. <laughs> this, is like, this is good TV. This is like monkeys discovering, discovering tool. Uh, uh, <laughs> is mine on? I don't. No. Know. Okay. Oh, now it is. Now, yeah. Just yeah. Give me, give me yours. I can. You can smell it. Yeah, it's on. I can, I can smell it. Okay. I can feel the heat. How much editing of this podcast do you have to Tremendous do? amount of editing. As you say. Tremendous amount of editing. Mine is going to be completely clean. There's yeah. no asides. Yeah. Um, okay, so Hunter S. Thompson is one of these people. He reaches out to you because he needs help. I thought he was trying to get you to, to I thought he was you somehow, you caught his attention and he decided that he was going to help you become mayor or something like that. No, he wanted me to help defeat this uh, bill. The uh, ballot measure ballot to measure. expand the airport, which we did. And I have hanging in my living room is a poster that they made. Tom Benton is the guy that did this. Uh -huh. uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the Gonzo. Who's the, who's the artist guy? Tom Benton. He's the guy that does all the crazy stuff? He does all the no, blind dog Ralph, rest, that's Ralph Stedman, Stedman, yeah. yeah. No, but Tom Benton, anybody that Hunter Thompson fan know the Gonzo fist with the peyote button. Yes, got it. That was Tom Benton who lived in Aspen at the time. And Tom made these these sort of lithographs that mm -hmm. were, it was a grave digger next to a tombstone, and on the tombstone it said 737. Okay. So it was like burying that ballot issue. Uh huh. And when I left town, Th the this Hunter metal peak is really hot. With us? Yeah, hold it above here. Don't, right. don't touch that. Okay. And he sent me a thing that said, uh, uh, so long, sucker, when I was leaving. Okay. What do you mean? So what am I doing now? He, who, he, he, and, and, and Hunter S. Thompson signed it? What is this craft? Okay, it's it's wood burning. Flip it over and just press the wood, and you can see that it it, it, it burns it. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Wait, does it? Is yours on? I smell it. I think you smell mine. Flip it over. It's on. Yeah. It's on. Is it doing it? Okay. All right. Just it, it'll 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 eventually get very hot, so you'll you'll get ready for it. I'm gonna wait till mine gets very hot. So, um, and then the time when you uh, were talking to a, a young lady, and maybe a group of people, and, and, and at some point you ended up going up to Hunter S. Thompson's house to kind of impress your friends that you knew him. Well, I've been there a million times. Well, yeah. I know, but there was a oh, certain, inc certain incident. I almost got shot. That yeah. one, yeah, that one. Yeah, showed up. Wrong time, wrong place. You don't walk up to Hunter's unannounced and go yeah, to his right. kitchen window and yeah. pulled a gun out, stuck it out the window, and almost blew my brains out. Yeah. But I survived. You sure did. And but, here I am. With and then, you. and then, what happened? Did he kick you out? No, he brought us in, and mm -hmm. we did a tremendous see, I'm, amount I'm, of drugs. I'm, I'm trying to tee you up for this story. Yeah, well, go, he get brought it, get us into in. it. I had a very, we had an attractive woman with me, and that caught his guy, attention. And he brought us in, and he started yelling at us, and and I was, he threw a bottle at me, and I we Why? were going because I asked him for a drink. I said, "How the fuck?" You know, I like to push his buttons, and I said, "Okay." How do we? How long we gotta wait to get a drink? Oh, you want a fucking drink? Here you go. A fucking drink. And he threw this bottle at me. Smashed against the wall. I said, "All right, we're leaving." And then he ran over and he hugged me. No, 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 no. We're gonna, no, no. Well, we stay here and uh, leave her. And we gotta make sure she doesn't do anything weird and run experiments on her. And and she was freaking out and wanted to leave. And then he busted out the drugs. What and was, then seven what, hours later, uh, everybody was happy. I was gonna ask you, like, what's the uh, what's the allure? Is it? Is it? Well, is it, I mean, is it? Is it because he's successful? I mean, yeah, is it, I mean, he is, was like is, a is, hero is he, of is, mine. But is he? Was he fun? Was he really fun, or was it just you tolerated it because he was kind of? He could be fun, yeah. But in, oh, I see. I didn't understand how this worked. I see. Yes, you can hold it down and then burn it. Oh, okay. Now that is, what habit is that that you're painting, or is that maybe a troll or something? That's you. Oh. So yeah, troll. Um, so okay, and uh, how did you find out about this hobby? I was. You go to like a hobby database to do this show? I do some 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 research, and I thought, is that a positive thing? It seems a little critical the way you're saying it. No, I think it's. Um, I, I don't know how you would find out about hobbies. I were you into hobbies? Like, was this a big thing for you? No, no. Macrame. I, can I answer the? <laughs> no, I um uh, for this particular hobby, like okay, so with with Joel, we made these uh, these books, because he's a author as are you and it's like a book where you can hide stuff oh yeah yeah and so with other people i'll kind of but anyway, anyway you are a prolific drinker and so i thought maybe we could make a fun coaster together i think this is great okay i think it's fun um so um okay so you leave aspen i do and then and then why um i got a job as a columnist in phoenix mm -hmm. and they paid money <laughs> oh, got it, got it. As, Aspen was great, but they didn't make much money. Was it there. difficult to live in Aspen? Um, I mean, was it was expensive. Not if you didn't mind having a lot of roommates. Okay, got it. At one point, um, this is not a joke. We had five guys living in a studio apartment. No, really? We built bunk beds. Wow. We did have five guys living in a studio. It was wow. awesome. But we had a great time. But I mean, you were in your 20s. You could do that in your 20s, you know? Like um, have and then sex you sex and stuff when uh, there's four other guys in the room. Nobody, you know, it's great. And and how about uh, when did you end up uh, writing for uh, Playboy? Early like 2004. Yeah. And, and what was your like? What was your? Did you write for every? Um... I wrote for the website and the magazine. So how many articles were you writing a week? Not many. <laughs> Not like yeah. I mean the magazine once a month. And then the and then the website. But know. was it but was it your full time job? I don't I don't oh, yeah. know how it works. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, they were. That was back when they hadn't when money? you could make money on the internet. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I was right. making. I don't know. I probably made eight grand a month or something like that, which wasn't bad for maybe more for being single. Uh, I think I made about a hundred and yeah, probably ten grand a month. Really? Yeah. It's like it's like twenty five hundred bucks a week. Yeah, that's it. That's some. And, and how old were you? Uh, it was like 10 years ago? No, it was 20. I was like oh, really? 30, early 30s. I mean, that's fantastic. Were you yeah. doing other things at the time? You were doing, wait, you were doing TV, though. You were making that TV money. When did you do? Uh, well, did okay, you do, so here's a misconception. When did you drink and make? So you, you were getting paid about $2,500 a week. Yeah. Consistently. Yeah. When I started doing three sheets, 
we made eight episodes the first season. I got paid $2,500 an episode. That's it? Yeah, and we made eight that year. So I had to keep my, like, my day job. So what were you I, doing I, here? What were you doing for money? I was doing anything. I mean, well, I actually, when, when the first time I got, okay, so this was like the time of MySpace. And I remember I was wearing a shirt and I was just trying to find like a cool shirt to wear. And, and I wore a shirt and a bunch of people were on my MySpace page and like, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, we love that shirt. And I'm just like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I'm a graphic designer. Why am I not making my shirts? And the reason I didn't make my shirts initially is because this was an amazing opportunity. And I didn't want to like like yeah. push it too much. But then then I presented it to the network and I said, I think this, this is kind of a funny story. I presented the network and I said, hey, I design t-shirts. Can I design like some t-shirts that I'll wear on the show? And then, you know, I'll give you guys like a cut. They said, actually, why don't we do it? We have a we had this is an HD. And they said, we have, uh, uh, or in demand, whatever. And they said, we have a distribution platform. We distribute uh, DVDs. So okay. why don't we just add this into it and we'll give you a cut? And I was like, okay, great. And so um, we did it. I designed three t-shirts. And they said, we'll give you um, like 25% of what I was going to give them, they gave to me. We'll give you 25% of whatever we make. I was like, okay, great. Then, and they said, you know, aside from costs and stuff, and this is where when you have your first contract, you kind of realize this. And I was like, okay. And so um, <laughs> I said to my attorney, I'm like, well, we should probably be building a floor. Like, yes, because they can't, what if they say, oh, we made a million dollars, but it costs a million dollars. Here's your check for zero. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said, let's just say a floor of like $3 per shirt or whatever it was. And so my, my attorney is like, no, no, it's fine. It's pretty clear or whatever. And so I did it. And... I wore the t-shirts and then they started selling them they were advertising in the show are i was these wearing the, the show these are the pleplius and the i'm three sheets and then the steve mckenna definition shirt and so i get a check in the mail for um i think it was like 15 grand okay. and i was like this at the, at the end of the first quarter i'm like this is amazing and i call him up I'm like hey this is great how many how many shirts did you sell and he said oh we sold um like <laughs> fifteen thousand shirts and I was like, wait, you gave me a dollar per shirt? I'm like, yeah, you got a check for 15000 Isn't that great? I'm like, yeah, but I was <laughs> giving 25%. They were like 22 bucks. And I was like, yeah, but like, I was going to get like at least 3 bucks a shirt. They're like, well, I mean, come on, you got a check for fifteen grand. is not that great? I'm like, yeah, but check for 45000 would be way better. I'm not making a lot of money doing the show. I'm trying to hustle. And so they're like, well, you know, listen, we got... We sold so many t-shirts, we needed to hire more people to fulfill it, and then it cost more money. I'm like, it's, it was just one of those things, and I was just like, So okay. did you ever make money on three sheets? I think in the last uh, season, I made 7,500 bucks an episode, which at that time was like pretty good, and I think at that time too, I did, I think I was doing like, um, I, the, I don't know, like the la last season, or yeah, the last season, maybe I, maybe I did like 20 episodes, so it was good. But then there were other like endorsement things because I was on TV and things like that. Like I was getting, you know, I got some like beer companies to give me money and, you know, so I, I did well back then at, at that point. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like a dragon that I've, I've always been chasing because I don't think the power of being on TV is the same as it used to be, but I've just been trying to get a show like Three Sheets, that got canceled. So I made Drinking It Easy. That actually did very well. But then, then that network went off the air. Then I did Chug, kickstarted Chug, and then that was the first ever crowdfunded TV show. And then, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then I did. Um, I gave money to Chug, I think. Yeah, exactly. And then I had, yeah, exactly. I had to go to the fans to like get get paid for it. And so then I go, then I get offered to this this four sheets, and for this network called Brewdog that changed its name to Drink TV and all this kind of stuff. And then that they end up pulling the plug on that and like. In oh, I remember that. I remember, weren't we in when, Florida when that was all happening? Yeah, at the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers. Yeah, we were trying to promote it, and I didn't realize that that was the case. So anyway, I just get to a point where I'm like, I'm tired of of like just chasing this thing that I once had when I know I can do, do something. And so, you know, me being back on the road doing stand-up, that's one thing. That scratches that creative itch. The marketing side is what the, the TV offered both. It offered... The creative side, you know, uh, I get to go and 
create an amazing show. And then the marketing was built into it. It was part of it. So it, it just raised my Q rating and enabled me to get more sponsorship and that kind of thing. And so with, uh, you know, that's kind of what I've been trying to get to. And so, you know, after a bunch of people, including one of them being Shane, he says like, hey man, like you gotta make like, like, like you're doing crazy things. You're off on the road, you did a hundred breweries. Like, what are you talking about? You're doing interesting things. Just like, just put a camera on it. And so that's basically what we did. We started doing uh, Zane's World, which is a weekly vlog. Have you seen it? Honestly, have you seen any of the episodes? Yes. I have. Which one did you see? The one where you were on uh, The World and you were Zane. Oh yeah, he has seen it. That one. Um, <laughs> and they're pretty interesting. Like, you were out in the world well, being Zane. They, they're, they're, I've told you this before, your shows are confusing because they pop in my feed and it's like, oh, and then it's the old one. Remember this? Oh, no, 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 I'm not too, oh yeah, well that's, I don't understand that, an old show. But yeah, but anyway, so now I'm doing these, these you know, this Zane's World and I'm doing crafts and crafts, and honestly, like, I'm loving doing it, and um, my creative, you know, like, and being able to do stand-up and now do, do my stand-up specials and everything, like, I'm, 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 I'm super content with it, you know? And, and uh, so I'm not really missing the, you know, getting, having to do the show or getting to do the show or whatever it is, because at the end of the day, it was a lot of work. But I Lots. loved it, but I loved it. And I love what it did, but at this point in time, there, and you know this, because you and I have talked about this, there is not a network that is looking for a travel show, let alone a travel drinking show. I mean, the funny part is, is you and I and Jack, we're all friends, and so, we're all so Jack, Mac Jack, Jack Maxwell, Maxwell who had Booze Traveler, Traveler yeah. and none of us are probably ever going to get a show like that on right. the air yeah, again. Exa exactly. <laughs> and, and once I just kind of came to turn, and, and look, Again, when I came to terms of that, it was it was enlightening. But like, I was at a show last night, and there was this group of guys like, dude, we we love Three Sheets. Like the best shows ever made. Why why don't you make more of those? And I was like, well, how do I answer that? Do I answer it truthfully, where I have to go? Well, there's you know, Travel Channel. They drop the vowels for, from their name, and all they're doing is making shows about um, Bigfoot. Yeah, yes, yeah. Par paranormal stuff. It's true, and and so like that's the truth. And it's like you know, well. Honestly, I'm happy with what I'm doing. If I got offered a show, I would consider it. But like, honestly, like, like I'm getting to travel the country, and I'm doing. A, a well, I mean, the good news is they are offering, they are in the market a lot in Hollywood now for middle-aged white guys. Yeah, yeah. It is our time. There, there's a big, call, yeah. There's a big, <laughs> there's a big call for us. We are, <laughs> we we are. Thank you, you we, thank you. We got zero thank chance. You. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. No, exactly. I, so I I had this show idea. I don't want to say the name because they're still sort of pitching it but are they though the original well no my are they but my buddy who's the producer originally i was it was my idea i was going to be the host and he just came back to me recently and said i think i could maybe sell this but not with you as the host it's uh -huh. got to be like a young they're looking at like a young a young, woman, a young anything compared young, to you yeah. yeah anybody that's you know and I said, yeah, man. He's like, but you'll be an EP. I said, sure. I, I, I've probably told this a bunch of times, but I had a show called Rise and Dine. And it was a show, it was a breakfast show, traveling around the world and, or the country and sampling all the different breakfasts, you know, like, like, you know, in every part of the country or part of the world, whatever it was. And, um, and, and we looked up and there's so many examples. And so we pitched it and Food Network was very interested and, and my buddy, Saul Friedman, do you know Saul? Uh, he used to be at, at Pilgrim, but he, he was like, he was like um, you know, pitching it, and they're like, yeah, we love it, um, but who can we get besides Zane? He's like, it's, it's Zane's show. There's a sizzle reel with Zane, Zane's presenting it, and like, you're, you're saying like, yeah, we love it, but you don't love Zane? Like, Zane is a show, and he comes back to me, I'm like, well, who can we get? So you know, so we started talking to Joey Fatone, which from like you, Backstreet Boys? From Backstreet Boys. Yeah, because he was like into cooking and if you break down Fatone, it's, it's a fat one. And, and they were just like, yeah, we could probably get people to watch that before they started watching a show uh, with Zane. With you. Yeah. How you doing? How you feeling with your, with your craft? It's done. Is it, it's done? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. How, how are we on time? I feel like it kind of looks like. Okay. Kind of looks like done, right? Look at that. I think it's not show, bad. Yeah, show, yeah show, go ahead, show the camera. It's fantastic. Yeah. But to be clear, the objective was to me. 
It's supposed to be you. I mean, let me just take a look. Maybe I could do a little bit. Yours is good. <laughs> but you just said it. You're a graphic designer by yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. So art doesn't comes, mean you doesn't mean you can stop trying. Art comes naturally to you. Yeah, it literally, yeah, it looks like something he's tripping on. Hold on, I'm adding this, 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 this little bit here. I'm adding, I'm connecting your mustache to the beard, and I think you know, I had to do a, a show last night. I was not prepared to tell the story, and it's something that I told uh, Shan I wanted to keep out of the next uh, Zane's World, and I don't know when this will air, but I had to go. I did stand up last night, and there was a lot of like factors. So it was the last stand up show before my special, which I'll be shooting, or maybe by the time this comes out, have shot in Huntington Beach at Golden Road Brewing. And uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, you know Greg? I do. He, I don't know him personally, but I so know he So he's is. directing my special. Okay. So he was there. Uh, Adam Horner, who's the producer, he, he's there. Uh, I have some other comedians, Ross Kimball, who you know hadn't seen me do Santa before, he was there. Um, and, and, and I, with, with Greg, we had restructured my stand-up. We added a bunch of tags, changed some jokes and stuff like that. And so I have to do it all new. Then, I, then they told us we can't do it inside because there was the basketball game, the Laker game, which turns out wasn't last night. So they put us all outside on, on the coldest day of the year okay. in LA with wind under a tent. Like two people, or two or four people actually asked for refunds because it was so cold. I didn't know, didn't know about that until the end. And then my wife is dealing with the fact that, she, that we have a sick kitten that had to be put to sleep oh. right right as I was leaving the house. It was so much stuff that I was handling and just trying to compartmentalize last night. And so I, and so to make make it better, I brought Shane cookies. There you go. How does that work? Well, it How is, do I bring Shane cookies when I'm having a hard day? It is. And you know what, you know what he said? He got the cookies like, hey, there's two in here. You want one, little buddy? Uh-uh, he just wouldn't put them in his car. Just took it. Damn. Damn, Shane. You want, you want one, Dan? <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> that is, that looks like uh, the bridge between Ape It's and, like Ape Caveman. It's like, exactly. Yeah. This is like, if you were doing the stages of Zane, where you, uh -huh. you're, you're, you're crawling out of the mire, uh -huh. and then you slowly become a real man. Oh, okay. So before... This is we, like, this is sort of... I've never heard that. Uh, uh, that Neolithic Zane. I've never heard that evolutionary process where we go from amphibians to man. Usually, it was ape was at some part of it. But that's that's Neanderthal. It's pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, it looks nothing I, like you, but it's pretty good. I would like some more time of mine, but I'm I. That's just me. So I'm gonna leave it, and then that is just angry Dan. I will treasure it forever. Thank you. Well, it's mine. You can have you. Oh, can. I thought I get to keep that. You get to keep this. I. Am, it really should be how it works. It is how it works. Sometimes people want to keep what they make but I can see how you wouldn't want to. Um, all right, so I have some questions. This is a six-pack challenge. It's time for the six-pack challenge. Cool graphic just came in. It was very impressive. And uh, for every question you get, uh, you get correct, you get $50 to use in my online store, which is pleep.shop. P-L-E-E-P dot shop. You could walk away with $300. You get them all correct, I'll give you $350. All right. Because I don't think Shane ever actually sends these uh, to people. Oh, now, really? I did, he will. I had ChatGBT generate six questions for you. Uh, I said, um, I asked if he could write six trivia questions that only Dan Dunn would know the answer to. Okay. And what it did was, it just, they're just about you. But f it, let's, let's, let's go. Which one do you, are you liking here? I love the Yuzu. I like them all. Um, okay. um, the Yuzu, I gotta try that one. That's the only one I, yeah. Yuzu. That's a little bit of Yuzu fruit in it. I like it. Oh, yeah. It's really balanced. They're all very delicious. Okay. okay. In Dan Dunn's book, American Wino, most people don't own it, what personal <laughs> journey does he take throughout the course of the book? He drives around the country visiting wineries. Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. Okay. That is 50 right. bucks right there. One there. 50. 50. How, did you, how did you know that? Hmm. Okay. Uh, in his column for Playboy, Dan Dunn reviewed a variety of different types of alcohol. In one particular review, what unique characteristic did he note about a particular brand of vodka? <laughs> what? That's too vague. One of all the vodkas that I ever reviewed, I gotta tell you what I... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's, there's two descriptive uh, phrases you used. Blank, blank, and blank, blank. 
Uh, it was unexpected, unexpected but appealing. Okay. It had a dis distinctive flavor. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not Bril giving. I'm not giving my money to you. Brilliant so. yet troubling. No, it was. Uh, had a distinctive flavor of wet stones, which he described as briny minerality. Ooh, I've used that before. Yeah. <laughs> so that was you. More, more for scotch, though. You yeah. are still okay. at fifty. Okay, fifty bucks. Okay. Um, let's go. Number three, Dan Don once wrote an article for the Los Angeles Times about the rise of the craft, craft cocktail movement. What was the name of the bar he visited in the article, and what unique approach did the bartenders take to creating their drinks? You gotta give me a letter, first letter of the bar. No, I don't. Because there's not even, it's not even, just give me the no, first letter. I, I, no, I'm you know still what? probably not gonna No, get. I'm not, because I, I, I'm looking at it, and as far as like craft cocktail, Downtown, it's the it's the it's the place you'd say. I would say I went to the varnish. The varnish. Was it right? The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The varnish. Yes. And they used locally sourced ingredients and emphasize the importance of technique and craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. I'm rich. Drink. Oh yeah, you are you are at one hundred. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. In his book. Living Loaded, most people have not read it. Dan Dunn tells the story of a night spent drinking with a well-known celebrity. Who was this celebrity and what antics did they get up to? Oh, in Living Loaded? Oh yeah. By the way, uh, if this is true, I did not know this. Well-known celebrity, Giovanni Ribisi? No. No. Uh, um, this is, hold if, on. if this is true, I will give you credit. Oh, Sean William Scott? No. He's in that book. Yeah. Um, a night of drinking. Hold on. I mean, Jeez, I don't know. This just this this uh, whatever. I assume at the time this was just like the wild man of Who Hollywood. Was it? Who was it? Charlie Sheen. Did no. you drink? No. You didn't. No. You so. Wait. You, are you saying AI can get <laughs> wrong? <laughs> oh my God! No, In Living Loaded, Dan Dunn recounts a night of heavy drinking with actor Charlie Sheen, during which the two men indulged in a variety of different alcoholic beverages and probably drugs, and engaged in a in a range of wild and unpredictable behavior. I probably might have had like a fantasy sequence or something like that. It might have taken oh, something. Oh, maybe. That I, but I don't ever. Yeah, I never drank. Quarter points. Yeah. Twelve fifty. Okay. Hundred and twelve dollars and fifty cents. Okay. In a 2015 article for The Rob Report, so far this tracks, okay. Dan Dunn reviewed a rare and expensive bourbon. What was the name of this bourbon and what made it so special? <laughs> I was the booze writer. Yeah. I reviewed 150 bourbons for Rob Report. I'll just throw one out. I, a rare and expensive bourbon. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold on. Yeah. yeah. Peppy Van Winkle. Peppy Van Winkle. What? Right, what, what uh, 23. 23. That's exactly right. Is that right. right? Yeah. Oh, there we go which was highly sought after and considered one of the rarest and most expensive bourbons in the world. Hmm. The bourbon was aged for 23 years and had a rich, complex flavor profile. Huh. True or false, and I talked about this in the last uh, interview, that bourbon, American bourbon, uh, needs- As opposed to. I know. Needs to be aged in uh, unaged uh, new oak barrels, That's correct? Right. That's so right. it can't be recycled barrels. White, new white oak. So if we have a, uh, a barrel aged, we have the Smortal Frenemy bourbon barrel aged imperial, imperial stout. Yeah. That barrel was used once. Yes. And that's it. Which is kind of. I mean, that's basically. What do you think about that? Everything that you take, like bourbon barrels make their way everywhere. Beer, yeah. scotch, yeah. tequila. They, they use them once. Yeah, but what do you think about the fact that before they were used for those kinds of things, they were not used again? It's incredibly wasteful. But I think it's always sort of been the case where they've found other uses kind of used for, for it. it. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I guess you're right. Like tequila yeah. is using... Rum, like bourbon barrels are always yeah. used when for we, something When else. I had Monkey Rum, which is an interesting discussion, which I'm happy to broach, but um, we aged our rum in used Jack Daniels barrels. Yeah. And if you drank it, you would you would taste a little bit of that. Get a little bit of that, Jack. Um, so let's see. Uh, got that one right. I got that one right. So. You did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So 50, carry the two. One, one sixty-two, $162.50. Oh, looking good. In his column for the Daily Beast so far. I didn't have a column for the Daily well, Beast, but I wrote for them before. Well, let's yeah. see what happens. All right. 
Dan Dunn once wrote about the cultural significance of the, of the Mad Men television series in an article, what argument did he make about the show's portrayal of alcohol consumption in the 1960s? Okay. Was the show in the 60s? The early 60s? Well, that, yeah, it was set in the 60s. Did it start what in argu What argument did I mm -hmm. make? I don't know. That, uh, Dan Dunn. That people would drink at lunch and it was okay. Uh, that people drank a lot of martinis. That um, Well, what is the reality of that time? People smoked. While what is the reality of that? What is the reality of that time compared to how it was portrayed in? Oh, well, you back in the day, like it was perfectly acceptable to go out and drink at lunch mm -hmm. and drink in the office. Mm -hmm. Like drinking was way more acceptable in the workplace yeah. than, than now. Is that what I wrote? Let's see. Let's yeah. see what that says. In his column for the Daily Beast, Dan Dunn argued that the portrayal of alcohol consumption to Mad Men was a reflection of the changing cultural attitudes towards drinking in the 1960s. He suggested that the show's depiction of alcohol use was not necessarily glamorizing or promoting excessive drinking, but rather exploring the ways in which alcohol was intertwined with social norms and personal identity during that time period. Exactly what I just said in not in so many You're words. You're giving it right? to him? Yeah, I gotta give All me that. All points. Oh, gotta give me okay. that, yeah. That is generous. So you were walking out <laughs> way with, he, with uh, $200 Ten dollars and fifty cents. To wow! Use. What could I buy with that? Like get a ja nice, nice jacket or something? You could get honestly. You could get like eight of these. <laughs> and you should. And you should. That's a good-looking uh, sweater you got there. It is. Thanks. Sweatshirt. You, sweatshirt. if and when Shane actually gives you the coupon code, Let's see, well, you can go on there and you can buy things, <laughs> and you can even you can use it for shipping. Actually, if you're buying more than a hundred dollars in the store, this is more for other people, not for you. Um, if you spend more than $100, you get free shipping. And people are like, well, I should get free shipping regardless. You know, yeah. Amazon offers it. It's like, yeah, Amazon is just not. Is owned by somebody who's yeah. richer than Zayn. Amazon is, uh, how do you think a, a, a small business does if, if, if Bed but Bath & Beyond is shutting down? Do people know how much it, it takes for you to get up, no. walk down to the post office with their gift, right. with their thing they bought, yeah. write out the yeah. label, mail yeah. it. It's a lot of work well, for Well, I'm going to tell you something, because this guy just kind of like tried to get into debate with me uh, on social media, and he's like, hey, I, I just tried to buy a sweatshirt, and the shipping was uh, $9 or $10. And he's like, he's like, why don't you just do, ship it on flat rate for, for $4.70? I'm like, when's the last time you were at the post office? Because that's not, <laughs> not how it, it works. It's not what it costs anymore. By the way, can we have a bonus question? Bonus number seven. Yeah. How bad does Dan have to pee right now? How? how? You see how I'm fidgeting like this? I'm like, ah, beer. Yeah, hold beer. on one second. Can I go pee? No, no, no. I want to find out. Can we still talk? No. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Dunn. Thanks, buddy. You did it. Yay! You, you walked away it. with Thanks money. Thanks for having me.